Hi, I'm Jackie Miller. Thank you for joining me on my podcast, Out of Crazy Town, your guide to divorcing a narcissist. Today, I am absolutely thrilled to have guest Tina Swithin on my show. Tina is an expert in all things high-conflict divorce and anything relating to it, such as custody battles. Tina endured her own unbelievable high-conflict divorce, which she wrote numerous books about, about divorcing a narcissist. She also founded the blog, One Mom's Battle, and she is here today not only to talk about her journey through her own high-conflict divorce, but also her latest venture, which I am very excited about, the High Conflict Divorce Coach Certification Program. Tina has a lot to say on the subject. There's really no one better to listen to if you are enduring a high conflict divorce or if you're interested in becoming a high conflict divorce coach. So please join me as I welcome Tina Swithin. Hi, Tina. Welcome. Hi. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast. I can't tell you. It's truly an honor and I'm excited about all the things we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Let me tell everybody real quick, just a little bit about you. If they don't, if they, in case they've been living in a cave, a high conflict divorce cave <laughs> the last few years. But um, I just want to let everybody know that you are the author of a series of books on divorcing a narcissist, as well as one of my favorites, which is The Narc Decoder, um, which is a must read. And you are also a founder of One Mom's Battle and the High Conflict Divorce Coach Certification Program, which we're going to hear yes. more about. Um, you continue to champion children rights through your family court advocacy, and you're working to raise awareness on the issues of the family court, court system and educate the general public on post-separation abuse and narcissistic abuse. And you are happily married and reside in San Luis Obispo, California with your husband and two girls. I do. Yes. Awesome. Well, okay. So tell me your journey to this high conflict divorce coach certification program. Like what is your story leading up to the culmination of this. Okay. So back in, I want to say, well, 2009, my own high conflict custody battle started in San Luis Obispo. And it was about a year and a half into it where I just thought I, I'm the only one going through this. I had never heard of anyone else. And anytime I would try to talk to someone about it, they would look at me like I was an alien, or they would say, you know, don't worry, it's going to get better. You know, once things settle down, everybody will move on to their new chapters. And I just kept thinking, but that's not happening. And I'm I, someone who I'm conflict avoidant by nature. And so I just found myself in such foreign territory. And so I started a blog called One Mom's Battle. And at the time, I truly started it so that my friends and family could follow along. Mm. Because every time I would leave the courtroom, um, I would have to repeat the same story. And so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put it all here. I'm going to send this blog out to, you know, five, six people. And if they want to follow, they can follow. If not, it's okay. And that was truly the intent of the blog. And then it was discovered by Christy Brinkley, who was going through her own high conflict custody battle. And so it went almost overnight from about 40 views a month. And I always joke and say 30 of those were probably me <laughs> checking my blog. I've had a similar, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Right. 
And so, and overnight, 40,000 people, because she went public and started talking about divorcing a narcissist and encouraging people to Google that term. Well, back then, there were really no resources out there except for my blog. And so, and I think there was one other person with a Facebook page. Okay. Um, there were no books on the topic there. I came across one article, there was nothing. And so I quickly learned that I was not just one mom, <laughs> that there were thousands and thousands all over the world. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that first morning after she went public and shared my blog on her social media, my inbox blew up. I had emails from people in Ireland. I, it was just worldwide instantly. And then she invited me shortly after that down to Los Angeles to meet with her. And um, she basically said, you know, you have to turn this into a book. The blog's great. People need something tangible, something to hold on to, and you'll reach so many more people. And so she encouraged me to write my first book and I did. And I'm five books in at this point and it's turned into this worldwide movement of survivors. Absolutely, oh my gosh, it's incredible. I. I'm so happy, first of all, that she did that because yes, the books have been a comfort to me and to all the listeners. I can imagine when people started to Google that and, and it got that big and the relief that they felt that somebody else was out there that knew what they were going through. I mean, yes. so I know I thank you for being here and doing all the work that you've done. And it sounds so like you're making a transition from sort of helping people one-on-one, -on -one, which is what you've yes. been doing, right? Into yes. creating more people out there yes. that can help people one-on-one. Yes. -on -one. Yeah. So back in the beginning of my battle, I would go sit in the courtroom because I represented myself. And so I was trying to do, and that's due to financial abuse. I could not afford to hire an attorney. And so I would go sit in the courtroom and just to learn how attorneys presented things, you know, how they strategized. I was trying to learn the system. And through that, I started connecting with local moms who were, you know, I would watch their cases and follow them into the hallway and say, hey, <laughs> we have a lot in common. Let's go to lunch. And I just started growing this little network locally. And then that turned into helping people um, who followed in my footsteps, especially when I would recognize somebody with that deer in headlights look that right. I, I know what that's like. And so even more so I'd follow them out and give them my information. And I found that I started coaching people or consulting with them about their cases and strategizing together. And that has evolved into a full-time career for me. Um, I talk to people all over the world, but the problem is this is such a huge issue yeah. and I'm just one person. And there's, I've wanted for many years to transition into advocacy and actually helping to change laws and make, you know, so that we don't have to be doing this, you know, going through these high conflict situations in the courtroom where they don't really understand it. There's not enough research and data. So I, but the one thing holding me back is walking away from all of these people 
who really don't have any resources. And right. There's a lot more available now, but there's a lot of information available on narcissistic abuse. And we're talking about the word narcissist. Probably it's overused at this right. point. But, you know, actually people working in the court system, there really aren't any, you know, when people say, you know, your calendar is booked out for two months, who can you refer me to? I've never been able to refer out to anyone. And yeah. so as a result of all of those things combined, I had this idea about a year and a half ago, and it has morphed into the High Conflict Divorce Coach Certification Program, where I not only download everything I've learned from the past 10 years, but I've brought in experts from all over the country, um, experts on psychology, um, attorneys, mediators, um, you know, just a really wide variety of people to train people to do what I do. And mm -hmm. so now I can refer people and, and feel confident that these are people that I've trained. I trust in what they're doing in, you know, that they can help survivors. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So full disclosure, everyone, I am a graduate of the <laughs> HDC. I love saying this HCDCCP. <laughs> You're probably better at it than I am because I boggle it every time. <laughs> I practiced it. I still butchered it. Um, but so I'm here to say it is amazing. And I called Tina quite a while ago and said, I'm just thinking of being a divorce coach because we had known each other. And you said back to me, wow, I can't believe you're calling to ask me this. Now I'm thinking of starting this high conflict certification program. And, um, you know, when I send out the applications, would you consider applying? I, I think my turnaround time on the application, when you posted, it was about five minutes right. <laughs> um, because I had a divorce um, coach certification with another program that was amazing, but there are all different kinds of divorce, right? And they're, thankfully they're not all high conflict. And there were a lot of great tools I used, but there is nothing like a high conflict divorce and to have someone a that right off the bat understands what you're going through and you don't have to explain yourself. Um, yeah. as, and, and I want to ask you your opinion that of, as well, but first of all, I'm going to do our fine print for us. Neither Tina or I are attorneys or mental health professionals. <laughs> so we're not here to give you legal advice or provide mental health, um, uh, you know, help, but with that being said, some people say, okay, well, so you're not an attorney and you're not a mental health professional. Why do I need a coach? What, what is your answer to that? I tell people I am their secret weapon. I am their strategy partner. I am everything that I wish I had back in 2009. You know, somebody who, like you said, who gets it without, you know, looking at you sideways like you're an alien and um, trying to, you know, it's instant validation that, you know, we know this person's type. We know what to do. We know how to choose our battles wisely, you know, and teaching people that because when you're in the thick of it, you get invited to so many battles. These high conflict individuals, they can fight with you about your two-year-old's mismatched socks. That can turn into an explosive battle. Um, and so having somebody who has been there, 
who understands the reality of the court system and what's going to matter to the court and, and becoming the support that your attorney is not capable of being. You know, so many, uh, I hear from so many attorneys who say, we almost need a therapist on staff because people come in here and they expect us to hold their hand and be their emotional support. And while obviously I'm not qualified to act as a therapist, I consider it somewhat of an in-between, you know, and that buffer for, for the attorney to help them choose their battles, to help them understand what the court cares about, to help them, you know, really understand the communication style of the high conflict person. You know, you had mentioned the Narc Decoder, which is my favorite book because it. it really, you can break down the communication style of this person and find humor in it. And, and they know how to poke us and how to provoke us. And then we end up looking like we're part of the problem. It's that reactive abuse. And so it's helping people to look at this strategically mm -hmm. and not be guided by emotions. And I, I, I tell people, you don't want me, you know, I, I can't go in the courtroom and, you know, be a witness for you or, or testify for you that you don't actually want anyone to know we're working together most yeah. of the time. You right. know, I want to be in the background going, mm, you know, let's, here's, let's formulate a list of questions for your attorney. You know, let's look at different strategies that didn't work. You know, what about finding a paralegal to look up case law and, you know, guiding them because there's no rule book for this. Right. And one thing that I um, tell people as well is I am all things divorce. So your therapist, obviously, which who is extremely important. And one of the things right. we do as coaches is in fact, hook people up with the right therapist because so important to us, but I'm all things divorce. I am here to help you. Like you said, I, I kind of coined the phrase CPR, your communication with not only your ex, but the professionals um, that come into your world. And then your presentation, right? How you present to everyone, which is very important. And then there's the radical acceptance. There is, do you really understand what the court system's like? Because if you don't, I think we need to have a talk so you and so you know the world you're living in now. So absolutely. And and I tell people, you know, you if you're going into the courtroom looking for validation or justice you aren't managing your expectations appropriately. And that's where radical acceptance is such a critical component to the strategy and the healing process is, you know, you will get validation and justice eventually. It will come in a variety of ways, but it's not the court system. And so many people go to the court seeking justice. And Unfortunately, it's a very, very broken institution. Yeah, yeah. I know there are things that happen in, in the family court system that you just don't see in any other, you know, civil or, or otherwise. It's, it's crazy. It truly is. Um, and with that being said, the, the, everything has the communication, the presentation, the radical, there are so many nuances. And within there, I mean, there's literally words you shouldn't say that, Absolutely. You'll probably be surprised to find out is a word right. you shouldn't say in front of a professional. And that I, I mean, using one wrong word can get you pegged 
and you have to try to climb back from that. Um, Absolutely. You know, or, or I've had clients say that they'll go in front of a therapist with the ex if it's ordered by the court, you know, and, and the therapist can't tell which one's the, the problem parent. Right. Um, and it's so there are so many strategies and ways to work around all of that. And unless you have the help of someone who yes. really understands what you're dealing with. Yeah, it's a problem. So and because um, we're dealing with this, or I should say the reason is something called post-separation abuse, right? So this is, I know, a movement that you're championing right now. You can find it on all of your social media and your websites. Talk to us a little bit about exactly what post-separation abuse is. You know, I feel that there is this disconnect between the domestic violence advocates and domestic violence agencies and the, the reality of the court system. You know, we have all of these resources available to survivors. You know, let's get you out of the abuse. Let's get you set up. Let's get you in a new apartment. You know, all of these things, which is fantastic and so needed. But the the disconnect and the lack of education is that an abuser does not stop abusing when you leave the relationship especially if you have children together. It just transitions into a new form of abuse that I have coined post-separation abuse. And it's financial abuse, uh, it's legal abuse, it's weaponizing your children to hurt you. You know, most abusers fight for 50-50 custody for a variety of reasons. It usually is financial. It's usually because they know that's the number one way to hurt you. And it's for their own image. And so all of those things really play into the post-separation abuse. Um, you know, the courtroom becomes their, their stage. So many of these individuals, they thrive in the spotlight where victims of abuse, again, the deer in headlights analogy, you know, you walk into an area and you know, it's, it's a hard combination because you've had this aha moment. You know, I know who this person is. I've seen behind the mask and you're so desperate for other people to acknowledge that and believe you. But the reality is the court doesn't know either of you. And so you really, that's where your own presentation is critical. But the post-separation abuse, when you're getting hit from all angles it leaves you shell-shocked and hard to get into that strategy mindset, which is where divorce coaches who understand these high-conflict battles can really come in handy to help you navigate the post-separation abuse. Absolutely. I know. And one thing we learn as coaches are helping our clients kind of have their mantra or their power statement, right? And it's amazing how tools like that, it's sort of knowing what your truth is and what is your goal and just having that in mind can actually help you in almost any situation. It's sort of all of a sudden the clouds part and you realize when you when you really committed to your mantra and your, your power statement right. that no matter who you're in front of, um, no matter what situation arises, I always say that the, um, these high conflict personalities, they love to throw grenades and we're running around trying to put the pin in before they explode. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> and so it's, yes, they're, it's tools. they're already planning their next move. Exactly. Running around. <laughs> they're driving away laughing. Like, you know, they don't, if the bomb goes off or not, they don't care, but at least they made you run around for a while. Right. <laughs> so, right. right. Um, so you're right. Having somebody there with you, um, 
you know, to help you figure those things out is so important. And that's why I know I love what I do. And you, um, it's so great just for everyone listening out there, Tina's put together some really great programs that are available on the One Mom's Battle website. Um, right. So yes, please contact a coach. I highly encourage it to help you, but there are things available and soon they'll be, you'll be able to um, access them through my website as well at JackieMillerCoaching.com. So either way, and Tina's books as well, either way. Um, but just so people know, uh, I, you have safeguarding against alienation claims, mediating with a mediating with a narcissist documentation workshop, divorcing a narcissist 101, strategic communication. Um, and those are great. But again, when you're looking for someone to call up when you can't believe what he or she just did right. and sort of talk you off the ledge and then help you look at it lots of times as an opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to be, you know, you, like you said, I'm all things divorce, you know, ideally you have as a high conflict divorce coach have all of the resources and okay, someone needs a financial planner. Great. You know, I had, here are some that have come highly recommended or you want to switch attorneys because maybe the one that you're dealing with, I could think is the best attorney, but for some reason, it's not a good fit for you. And, you know, your divorce coach can help you to navigate that and to find somebody who may be a better fit. I really consider myself to be uh, a one-stop shop in a lot of ways yeah. um, for all things divorce. Yeah. And, and um, to the point of the, back to the documentation workshop that I just mentioned, documenting is so important, but what it can do is, for instance, I was just sort of networking with an attorney up in Seattle. And when I was kind of walking her through what I do, she said, so for instance, if I have a client who is, yeah, try, trying to prove that they're not gatekeeping and they're not keeping their ex from the children, you can help them document that in a way that's going to support it. And I said, yeah, if there is something to document, if there are communications, if there, yes, that is what we do, you know, help clients, put it in a timeline, make sure they have all of their supporting documentation linked and ready to go. So it's brief and easy to look at. And she was like, wow. <laughs> right. And then the thing is, you know, divorce coaches are just starting to get on the map. You know, we are now recognized by the American Bar Association. And once attorneys understand how, you know, uh, the attorneys that I work with locally, they know when my clients come into the office because they're organized, they're ready to go. They're not, you know, emotional. They're understanding that this is strategy and that, you know, nature intended for us to protect our young, but this is about strategy. And so, you know, they're much more in that mindset and it actually saves people so much money on attorney fees. If you interview the majority of clients that I work with, they'll tell you, I wish I would have connected with Tina five years ago because the amount of money I would have saved on attorney fees, mm -hmm. you can't even calculate it. Yeah. And just to give a specific example, if someone, for instance, gets out of a court situation, well, nowadays, which is pretty much on Zoom, which is fine, <laughs> but and things did not go as well as planned, I mean, the devastation, I, you know, call your coach vent. Um, again, there are lots of times things that happen like delay of a court date by months can right. be crushing at first, but it can be an opportunity to document. Absolutely. And then you have even more, you know, 
um, more stuff to back you up on your case. Yeah, so it's, you know, and yes, so you're, you sort of have worked through, adjusted your mindset, thought about strategies. So now when you call your attorney, you're not spending the first half an hour, you know, just downloading venting. The, Yeah. Venting, <laughs> venting. Yeah. It's like, I just, right. I just saved you $250. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so thank you for bringing that because it's, it, you're right. It say it can definitely save people a lot of yes. money. And um, speaking of the high conflict part of the title, <laughs> you actually have another movement sort of going now called it's, it only takes one. Yes. Tell me about that. So there is, you know, people who in our shoes who don't like conflict, it's a, you know, it's an added gut punch when you're in court and you realize that everybody is labeled your case high conflict. That is the unfortunate reality of what we're up against. That's the, the easy label, the, you know, lazy way to stamp it and just say these are high conflict people, you know, and, and what we do is help people work away from that label and show themselves to be the stand-up parent, the healthier parent. But the reality is whether we like it or not, that is the label that we're given. And so as part of this campaign, you know, instead of going up against the system and trying to get them to change the label, which is never going to happen, it's educating them that it really only takes one person to create a high conflict custody situation or divorce. Um, because that's, you know, it, we're not going to go up against them, but I want to work with them. And that's a big, a, a large part of what I do is connecting with domestic violence agencies, um, family court professionals, and trying to educate them on high conflict people that it, it truly takes one. And yeah. the other party, you're stuck with that label. Right, right. And speaking of label, as we know, it's another show, but you never say the word narcissist about, you know, in the court setting or with your professionals ever. So we have to say something, right? So it, right. it ends up being like high, something just general, high conflict personality, or like you always say, um, focus on the behavior. Don't right. give people the title, especially in front of professionals, focus on the behavior. And so, yeah, I mean, high conflict is, is the way to go, but it only takes one. It only takes one. Person. Absolutely. Often the other one is not. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, and that is a very important point. We never, I have never in my 10 year battle, even though I've written books on the topic called divorcing a narcissist, I've never used that term yep. in yep. with any family court professional, you know, and so many people when they first have that light bulb moment with their therapist, that this person, you know, has very high narcissistic traits they're so desperate to, to get everyone to believe. But the reality is, even if you had a solid diagnosis, which is almost impossible to get, the courts don't care. Narcissists get 50-50 custody, even with a solid diagnosis. So I try, again, I try to steer people away from using that terminology and just focus patterns of behavior, like you said, and then even deeper, how does that affect the kids? Because they don't care about either of you. They care, or what, what is on their agenda to deal with is how the kids are being affected. Sure, absolutely. And that's a good point because a lot of what we do is making sure 
that their case is always focused on the children and it, and it helps with their presentation as well. Absolutely. So, and, and it's true. The kids are the it most important true. part. Absolutely. I mean, as, as a mom too, um, and having gone through a divorce, you know, I know. And that's why I just like you want to follow in your footsteps <laughs> and just get out there and help as many people as possible. And any day in those children's lives that we can make, you know, just a little bit better is certainly worth it. So, okay, Tina. So I just want to remind everyone um, they can go to onemomsbattle.com and, you know, find any of your books or your workshops. And also, not only if they want to find a coach, go to hcdivorcecoach.com and you will find a, is that correct? You'll find a, you can click a tab at the top that says find a coach and it will connect you. You know, it's, they are listed in there by state or by country. But the reality is these issues, you know, we might have to do a little bit more research on the different county or state or whatnot, but the issues are the same regardless of where you are. So, um, you know, ideally we'll be adding more coaches into that database that are more state specific, but I feel confident in saying that every single person in that database is qualified to help no matter where you live. Yeah. And that's a good point. I think, uh, I mean, I know you have clients all over the world and yeah. at this early stage of my career, I think I have at least four clients in four States. And so right. it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. So I, I brush up a little on what's going on, you know, in that state in terms of laws where they differ, but you're right. In terms of communication, presentation and radical accept acceptance, all the same. <laughs> yeah. All that stuff can be the same. So uh, folks, you can also go to JackieMillerCoaching.com and you can find Tina's books and you'll be able to find links to her workshops, her work. Yes. Your, her workshops as well. Um, <laughs> And I just want to thank you again so much for coming on the show, Tina. And we're just getting the word out about high conflict divorce coaches and um, just supporting this movement to help people. Yes. Thank you so much. Right. And I'm so honored to have you in the program and as a graduate of the program. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you again, Tina. Take care. And we will talk thank soon. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.